So today I'm here chatting with Ellis O'Connor and I've been uh, wanting to speak with Ellis for quite a long time because she's somebody that I really admire. Um, she's a she's an artist and I first met her when she was living in Uist and I did a, a one-day um, course with her just to, to try and get me back into painting. Um, but anyway, there's been a lot happened since and we've caught up a few times. So thank you so much uh, for joining me today, Ellis. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me on. And it's really nice to like see you again. We keep bumping into each other. I think we, last time we bumped into each other we were, it was in a lay-by in Harris, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I loved it because I feel like with both of our vans, we can't really be incognito. So it's just like, it's quite nice. Oh, and it's all, the thing is as well, it's always in like quite really lovely elemental places. So then that makes it like more inspiring as well. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because I had my van, didn't you? And you, you stopped your van because you saw mine. So, and then we had a little chat on the side of the, just by the water, I think. It was quite appropriate, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a really nice morning. I just remember knocking on your van door and I was like, oh, there she is. And I thought, oh my God, maybe she's like showering or like something. But it, <laughs> it was it was really nice. That was when I was like out running the art workshop back in April out in the Western Isles. So I was kind of in the midst of that chaos it's quite a busy time. Yes, yeah. So, do you want do you want to just tell us a little bit about your 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 life? Um, just for those who don't know you, I'm sure a lot of people do know you, um, but for those who don't, tell us a little bit about your your work. Yeah. So, um, I have been a practicing artist now for probably about seven years. Actually, um, I graduated from Duncan of Jordanston College of Art and Design in 2014, which seems so long ago now it's went in so fast um but studied there and then done my master's of fine art there and basically ever since I left art school I've been like quite nomadic I've just been traveling around I spent a period of time living in Iceland on an art residency and then in the high arctic um and then I lived in North East for four years um and now recently um I've just moved to the Isle of Skye so I've been kind of always drawn to these quite like elemental places on the edge um, because it really not only inspires my artwork which is about my experience of being immersed in quite um, not remote but more elemental atmospheric places but also I just feel more alive when I'm outdoors in nature so I've been able to like coincide my art with also what I love and what I'm passionate about and and use that really as an excuse to travel as well. I think there's a lot of people that will probably be really um, what's jealous. I don't know if jealous is the right word. Envious of the lifestyle. And I think what you've done is you live, you live in line with your, um, well, with your your values and what you believe in and what inspires your art. So there's, and there's not many people who manage to achieve that, and you've achieved that really, really quickly actually, because you you know you're still you're still young and um, you seem to have lived in line with that for quite a long time. I am quite stubborn as a person and I think I'm also very I'm also very driven like if I have um something I want to do I'll just go for it like I I do feel like I've got this sort of inner uh resilience of feeling like I want to do something so I'm just going to go for it and the worst case and the worst case scenario I'll get a no you know like it's it's not that bad. So I think I've always felt like that ever since art school I was always just like this is what I want to do and yeah like it's really hard though like getting going like when I started out as an artist like when I left art school you're not really um you're you're such a small fish in like such a big pond 
Um, and, you know, it's it is really difficult to get going as a creative or self-employed artist because I remember leaving art school and being like, I guess I'm an artist now, but like you, it's all about the marketing and all that business stuff. And, um, but I remember just, I moved to Iceland and I think at the time people thought I was pretty mad because I was then away from like the art scene in Glasgow or London. But I knew in myself that like, if I didn't go to these places that I felt passionate about and get inspiration and apply for these residencies, then I would have nothing to fuel my work. So then I wouldn't be able to make, you know what I mean? Like I need to be in places where I feel like I can create and that are right for me as opposed to doing what I think people should be doing. Like, I just don't believe in that at all. Yeah, so that is basically your, your, you've got your intuition, you know what's going to be right for your art and for your life. And even though it goes against maybe what some people think might be like normal, <laughs> you, you you just did it anyway. So I've watched you do that over and over actually. And and every time you've done it kind of um, like, like you're really brave to do it. So the time when you just went off and you were in your van for quite, you were just traveling around, weren't you? in your van for quite a long time before before Sky. It, it's incredibly brave. Thank you. Um at the time like I didn't I didn't see it as brave. I just felt like it was a necessity. Like I just had to do it and I'd came out of a um a long term relationship and I left the the place that I'd made my home and my studio and all these things because I knew all that fell apart but I knew that I knew that it had to, like I knew that that had to end because I had to embrace that change. I'd outgrown it basically amongst loads of other reasons. And that was really scary having to do that, but also that I truly believe now more than ever after going going through all of that last year that, and also really other difficult experiences too, that you only grow through going through difficult things. And um, there's always so much growth and knowing and wisdom on the other side of a scary thing as opposed to the stagnancy where you never really like experience any highs or lows you're just kind of in this ground where you're never challenged and um it's I think there's been certain times in my life where um there has been difficult things that have happened and at the time like it's horrible like you don't want to go through it but I can look back on that and be like oh wow that actually I learned so much from that and it's helped me then whenever I've been in another situation that I've outgrown and that's not felt right anymore then I've I've thought yeah it's time for me to move on and embrace that change I don't want to hold myself back from realizing my full potential basically yeah, it's definitely definitely the hard times, isn't it? They're really important in our lives, aren't they? And I, I've realised that I've, I've grown um, hugely. I don't think I'd be who I was today if I hadn't been through the things that I've been through. And the thing is as well, of course, it's quite important, is I wouldn't have the empathy or mm-hmm. the understanding for other people um, mm-hmm. if I hadn't been through it as well. And I think that's quite important. For me, it's quite important. Um, but it's also it inspires others doesn't it mm-hmm, definitely and it's it makes me really sad like hearing in other people when they say things like oh I wish I could have done that or maybe one day I'll do that or oh you're so brave to do that but I just couldn't do it and I think it's because people yeah. 
people's first reaction is fear. And I'd say most people live with fear. And if you choose to embrace fear, actually, it's the most liberating liberating thing for you. And um, I think making the decision last summer to just, I had no plan. And I remember at the time being like, what the hell am I doing? Like being really scared about like not having a set rhythm or like ritual and, you know, kind of putting a bit of a, a stop and a break on my actual production of my art because I knew I needed to just slow down and take a break and kind of come off that wheel. Um, and actually I had no plan, but the more I surrendered to not having a plan and just seeing what happens, I realised like, how resilient I am and how much I love being on my own and that's the only way I was able to really get to know myself is by doing all that on my own and every single month I felt more and more confident Um, and also like not to go on about it too much but there was always like two different types of people that I would meet on the road and it was people that had realized that in themselves too and they were just like yeah good for you it's good you've realized this young you know just do it or other people that were like they thought I was on a gap year and I was like I'm on a gap year like this is just my life you know and like yeah it, it was quite I just thought you don't just have to I'm grateful that I'm an artist and I can um choose to live a life where I'm not escaping from anything basically but that's not been easy and it's been a series of decisions to go against the grain and that's not you know luck that's brought me here either it's a lot of hard work and stubbornness <laughs> oh totally totally it's yeah a lot of people say say to me you're so lucky to live the life you don't like that there was no luck there was no luck involved I can assure you still waiting for that luck I think we're we're quite similar in a in a lot of ways, and so I, I understand exactly. I can understand you quite well, um, and I can see that you've it's just sheer hard work that you've you've put in to 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 come out of of art school and to actually make it as an artist, and to be able to to do that full time and to to have the life that you've got. I I I can't imagine how much work work that's been. So um, it, it's all credit to you, and I I do understand that. It probably still is. Yeah, thanks, Margaret. And um, I think at the time, like thinking back as well, like I I really didn't have anything to fall back on either. Like I had like an amazing support of family, but I didn't have like support in the way of um, like money or, or anything like that. I just knew that I had I, like I had to be an artist. Like I, I didn't see another choice for me because I knew I had to do it not only just for a job or an income but actually for my mental health and and having that outlet like I don't paint because I um think I'll make lots of money from it I paint because I, I physically have to like I mentally I have to as well like it's been my therapy <laughs> throughout the years and it's allowed me to navigate this outlet art's allowed me to navigate through fear and trauma and grief and sadness and unhappiness too but it's it's really like a real necessity for me to to paint and I'm just really grateful that I've been able to make a living out of it and, and a job as well um because I I just couldn't I could not imagine doing anything else at all yeah the idea um of of art being like uh it's, it's not just uh, it can be a therapy can't it it can definitely there's art therapy but it can it can also look at it as like just an essential part of living as well so it it, it it guides you through the times of joy, but it also guides you through the times of, you know, sadness. And it's something to that you reach for. I don't know. I don't know about you, but when I'm 
if I if I'm having difficult time in life or whatever it is, you know, whether it's whatever you know, whether it's just that you're a little bit down or it's grief or or something, I I reach for for um, my photography um, and for to to express myself. A lot of people do the opposite, opposite way, but I'm very much uh, I def- definitely reach for even more when I feel those times of sadness. And I think it's, 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 it's really important. But, but the other side of that is that I think people um, don't really, don't really understand art until they get to these moments where they have these real highs. They don't understand the importance of art. Um, They have these either highs of real, real happiness or real lows. And then you start to go, wow, um, creativity is so important because it's how it's how we, we we reach for like other people so we see whether they understand how we're feeling or um you know we listen to music and we're trying to you reach for those 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 words don't you, you try like you, you feel like somebody understands you or, or there's an outlet I don't really know where I'm going with this but I, th- I think it's um I think it's how important art is and you've gone it's so important it needs to be my whole life yeah and it's like yeah you kind of hit the nail on the head there with about how when people go through something difficult and they like waken up to this other way of being or being more self-aware or emotionally available or just empathy having that empathy with other people and underlying underneath that surface level um they can then a lot of the time resonate with that type of art it's like the unseen order of things and for me like this is just my opinion and my opinion only um art you know so subjective but I sometimes can get asked from people now and then about well where specifically is that painting based on where's that mountain or would you do a painting of that specific hillside and um that's not what my art's about. Like my art is about, it's landscape to an extent, but it's becoming more and more abstract, really. Um, it's much more about my experience of being in the environment and, you know, remembering it like in that in that time, but then coming back into my studio and um, remembering how I felt like that emotion there and then translating that onto the canvas. And so it's not a specific place it's maybe thousands of memories that came out of my head onto the canvas that have been translated through my hand onto the painting and it's like a collection of experiences and emotions and my interpretation of that place and how I felt and I think the more in tune as well that I am with myself and the more self-aware I become and a lot more aware of my own emotions that I can understand how that's translated in my paintings as well like um the past year and a half my work's changed quite a lot and maybe some people don't see that but I can really see that and um I can realize now that my art for me is about making this subconscious within me conscious on the canvas if that makes sense so a lot of my work that I look back on from when I was living in US last year or throughout lockdown for example it became really dark like the darkest it's ever been it was a lot of black and like really claustrophobic and now I see it as quite claustrophobic and dark and very brooding and all of that and now I created a series of paintings back in March like a year later and they're a lot more light and floaty and brighter there's no black in them at all and I can see like that's no coincidence, like that's directly related to my subconscious and how I'm feeling and how I'm feeling much more awake and open and expansive as opposed to feeling like I'm being trapped 
really. Yeah, I could see that actually. I, I, I watch, obviously, I watch your your work coming up on Instagram and and places, and you can see it, you can see it changing definitely. But um, I just wanted to. We, we, there was a podcast actually. We're recording recording this podcast a little bit ahead, but one that I've just recorded with um, John Barclay, a wonderful uh, photographer from America, and his um, his main thing that he well I I get from him is it um, it's it's about bringing yourself to your work. So. He says something like that, that the more you understand yourself, the better your work will be. So that self-awareness process is, um, I think it's the key to becoming a better. So people, people ask me, how do you become a better photographer? I think you just know yourself better. <laughs> and they go, what, really? <laughs> yeah, but how's that possible? Do you not just need to learn the techniques more? It's, no, it's nothing to do that. That comes and that's part of it. And it's so much more poetic and to you because, you know, that would be like, for example, me taking a group of people out to paint a landscape. No one's going to paint the exact same landscape because that's not true to them. It's about like nurturing the inner style out of people. And the whole point of art is showcasing our interpretation of a place or an experience or an emotion. And, you know, I, I completely... I. I fully think that artists that can do these really incredible photorealistic paintings are incredible because I certainly do not have the patience for that whatsoever. And my work is not detailed. I just can't do it. Um, and I think that's amazing, but I just can't do it in myself because I need to be more expressive and gestural anyway. That's what my style is. But also it's much more about communicating my inner world as well, which I find so much more exciting and poetic. And that's what art is about, is about showcasing or um, resonating with other people's experiences altogether, like the things that we can't see, but we can feel. Um, and that's what that's what excites me. And I think it's so true as well, just to go on from what you said about your art um, becomes more deeper and truer because the more you know yourself. And it's so true because of course, it's going to change and grow and it should do. And I had someone comment um, at an art fair about my painting um, earlier on in the year. And he said, oh, your your art's changed quite a lot. I'm not sure if I like it anymore. He was almost like shocked that it changed. And like, I think he saw it like five years ago. And I was like, and also because I have no filter and I just, I, I just can't not say things basically. And I just said, yeah, but is it not meant to? And he was like, almost probably a bit taken aback that I like called him out and I was just like like I was almost just trying to open up a dialogue though I wasn't being defensive I was just trying to make him see that like it's important like it's meant to change and I just said you know I've changed a lot in four or five years like massively so of course my art's going to change because it comes from within I don't ever want to put myself into a box ever um because I find that I don't want to be stagnant either. You know, it's it goes it coincides with with my experience, but also my art goes with that as well. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you you have changed. You have changed actually. In the time that I've known you, I think you've just blossomed and and been through different things and down. <laughs> no, it's just lovely to see actually, and it's lovely to see somebody who who you know you've you've had difficult situations, you've gone through difficult things, um, but you found yourself and then you've moved and you you've you've kind of you're doing all the right things, aren't you? You you're searching in a intuitive way, but you're doing the things your own your own way. So you knew intuitively that you needed to just travel for a while and then you'd find your place and 
Um, I think a lot of people um, struggle with doing things like that because um, they don't they don't allow themselves the freedom to just follow their instincts, um, and that, that's a that's probably. Do you, do you think that's one of the big things that's helped you get to the place where you are now, where you seem quite content? Definitely, yeah. I think I denied my intuition for quite some time, and I didn't listen to it for quite a while, especially in my last where I used to live. Um, and it wasn't that I was denying my intuition. I probably just was not in tune with it whatsoever. Um, I hadn't gone on a path of self-awareness or really getting to know how I felt or my emotions or cycles of behavior or anything like that. And I think once I opened the lid on all of that, it was terrifying. But my God, it had to happen because it had to happen because then I get to know myself a lot more and what I actually really want to do and how I'm showing up in the world and healing things as well. And so the more I'm in tune with my intuition, the more it guides me to the experiences, the experiences that are right for me and where I'm meant to be. Um, and as a, I do things now because I want to do them as opposed to thinking I should be doing them. Like if I want to do things now that feel good to me as opposed to doing things that I think I should be doing because that's not authentic at all. Um, and I'd much rather be authentic always. And I hope that transpires in my art as well. Yeah, so so I've I obviously went down a similar path a, a long time ago. I talk about this process of self awareness qu- quite a lot, and um, and how it influences your. Art. I'm sorry to go on about this, but I just think it's fascinating. <laughs> and there's not that many people that I can see the path has has been so so clear as yours. Um, so um, there's yeah, there's a lot of things, and people say, well, how do you how do you become more self aware? So, you know, I do can answer therapy. that. But what what, what yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So what, what would you say? What, what, what have you done apart from the therapy as well as the therapy? <laughs> um, how have I became more self-aware? Well, for one, I think I went through a really difficult experience of moving away, going through a difficult breakup that was definitely needed. And I'm glad it all happened and moving away from all of that and letting all of that fall apart and realizing that when things fall apart, it's because they're meant to fall apart for them to come together again the way they're meant to and I think when when all of that happened last year it almost like forced me into more of a path of self-awareness and understanding myself a lot more and what I really wanted um and yeah I think to become more self-aware involves a lot of really difficult inner work which is probably the best way to do it is to seek out a really amazing therapist that you can connect with and I think therapy is incredible for anyone. I would encourage anyone to start therapy. Um, I'm really grateful that we no longer live in a society that sees it as a stigma when I think it's the best thing you can give to yourself. Um, and also like just being able to be around people that you can completely be yourself with. And And when I say that, I just mean people that are either family or friends, um, partners that you can completely be your authentic self with. And and also mainly as well is to embrace yourself completely and that self-love. And that just goes back to like embracing yourself in all of your forms, like all of your forms are valid. So I used to like always beat myself up before if I wasn't productive enough or if I was having a day where I felt a bit sluggish or tired or a bit hormonal or whatever whereas now I'm like but that's all part that's all of my many forms and none of them are 
good or bad. They're just, it's all part of me. And um, each one's telling me things as well. And I think that's probably three main ways of becoming more self-aware and just being more mindful as well. Like spending time in nature and taking time away from your phone as well is so important. I was trying to... Um... Uh, think of how I was doing it. And I think it's, it's a whole process, isn't it? And the, uh, one of the things was traveling by myself, starting to realize, but this was a long time ago, was starting to realize actually um, traveling by myself was quite a revelation for me. You just seemed to do it, but I'm sure there's at some point you didn't, you didn't do it maybe. Um, but for me, it was like, no, actually I enjoy traveling by myself and it's okay to travel by myself. And actually it's a positive, it's a real positive. And why shouldn't I, if that's what I want to do? That was probably one of the big things for me. So, so have you always done that traveling yourself or is it, is it a new thing? Um, I think in terms of traveling by myself, I've ever since I left art school, I went and done a lot of art residencies on my own and traveled to places where I knew I'd be around other artists, but would go there on my own. Um, and just that kind of fearlessness of just being like, well, I know it'll be good for me. I know it'll be it'll help me grow so I'm going to do it and then I think last summer traveling around on my own from like May to September was really liberating altogether though because it made me realize that of course I can do things on my own and actually I love my own company and it then made me realize that I could be a lot more precious about who I let into my life and who I can give my energy to because I think that when you really enjoy your own company and you love being on your own then when you're around other people, they need to be an addition to your life as opposed to a way of completing you because you're already complete, you know? And it was so interesting last summer traveling around because I met some people that were like, oh, I couldn't do that. It's so scary. I need to always be with my partner or other half. And I just hate that term because um, that's it's quite toxic, actually. And I just think I'm always trying to like kind of dismantle that language because um, you need to be content and happy on your own um to then be of yeah basically just to be able to embrace your yourself and your true self so then when you're around people you're not needing them you're just maybe wanting them um and you're not searching for that external happiness it has to come from within and that inner validation as well it is. I hadn't even thought of that, but it's an awful phrase, isn't it? Your other half, because yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's, it's bizarre. You shouldn't have. <laughs> so where did that come from? But you shouldn't. We shouldn't. Yeah, the other the other person in our lives shouldn't be the the person that makes us feel okay about being whole. We mm-hmm. should feel a hole in ourselves, and we should mm-hmm. feel content in ourselves. And then if you you do find a relationship, it's it's not a necessity. It's just a. It's just. It's how it should be, really, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I I have a partner, but but I travel alone, and um, yeah, it's it's quite an interesting, it's quite an interesting, wasn't it? And I think that 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 sort of state of being alone as an artist is actually really really important. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are denying themselves from their full full creativity by um, not not wanting to travel or go places without their partners because I don't think. Um, it works um, I, it, mm. it can it's sometimes quite nice I get a few people that come on workshops and they bring their their husband or wife and they they go off by themselves and mm-hmm. you know then they come together in the evening that kind of works mm-hmm. um, but but sometimes you need I, I just think that state of being alone is really important in in, in creating because do we create as 
do we, do we create in 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 groups i don't we can create individually in groups but when you're alone for me it's truly when everything happens and mm-hmm. i think that's the same for you isn't it yeah and like if you're if you're with a partner or something they're not going to create the work for you you need to do it for yourself and for yourself and it's only you that's going to create that work and I think there's nothing wrong with traveling with someone in that way or um I think that's really lovely but again like if you can never be on your own I think there's there's something not right going on there I think that's quite problematic (laughs) and um I think that culture of that in that language is is being dismantled slowly and by the younger generations as well and that's only a good thing um massively um and also just this this idea of like if I want to do something I'm not going to wait around for someone else to then want to do it with me like I can do it on my own and I know that I'm happy and content enough on my own to just be like yeah that'll be grand you know if someone wants to join me that's good too but I know I can also enjoy that experience on my own and surely that's a healthy thing then as opposed to just waiting for then someone else to come along and do it with me yeah, I love it. I think there, sh- there should be more um, conversations like this um, between, particularly between women who are traveling solo, um, to to encourage and support other people, or just like sometimes it's just seeing you um, on Instagram, your stories last year, and it's like it inspired me to to get out more, even though I do this already. <laughs> but, but it kind of like, oh, maybe I should. Oh, that's a good idea, you know. So I'm sure that then we're, we're inspiring and supporting other people. So it's really important to be talking about this, I think. Um, but just to pick up on one of the things that you were saying there, the thing about energy, and I think um, that's one of the, the self-awareness things. It's, it's realising that if you're like introverted and you you're quite happy being alone and creating maybe if, even if you're not introverted but you know that you that that um people that, that they drain they drain you and that's not that's not to say that it's a bad thing like i'm not saying that i'm draining you now by, by no being not on this at all because i could be myself around you yeah <laughs> yeah yeah there's a difference isn't there so selecting being selective of the people um who are around you in your life and this is this is actually really really important this is bigger than creativity isn't it when we when we choose to have the right people in our lives that the ones that are um positive and uplifting and make us feel you know strong and happy and um uh, you know bold I suppose bold's a good one actually we choose those sort of people to 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 be in our lives rather than the ones that that drain us then we're we're really really getting somewhere faster aren't we Mm -hmm. and also we're choosing ourselves as well because if you if you value yourself enough and have that self-love and self-acceptance then you're going to be far more selective about who you let into your life because if you really enjoy your own company and respect who you are as a person then you're not going to put up with people that don't value that well I don't anymore I can't be bothered and it's not like I'm cutthroat about it but I am quite selective like the the pals that I've got in my life like really close friends I can be completely myself around them and we've been able to like liberate one another as well like that's also the thing like it's never a one-way liberation so if you are going through something really difficult but then have this journey of healing and waking up and being more self-aware and really loving yourself then if your friends are in your life really value that then it'll end up, it'll have like a knock-on effect as well. And then they can resonate with that. And then you can learn something from them as well. Like it kind of just keeps, it keeps that 
really wonderful, authentic energy going, as opposed to people being really hard on themselves and doubting themselves and not being kind to themselves, um, because then that can be really draining. And don't get me wrong, like definitely a lot of the time my inner saboteur can completely like read its ugly head and you know that happens and that comes in waves but and I can easily lose clarity but it's remembering to always bring it back to compassion and gratitude for myself and also just feeling proud of myself as well um overall yeah I don't know if that answered your question actually <laughs> yeah I'm sure I'm sure it did in some in some format <laughs> it's very nice to listen to anyway <laughs> Thanks. I don't even know. I don't remember what your question was. I'm just going off on rambles. <laughs> I don't know either, but it doesn't matter because that was nice. <laughs> that was nice to hear. Yeah. And it, it is it is that remembering actually when it, when you said that you're in a saboteur and it's like you know it does oh it's there isn't it? But it's it's learning. It's like another self awareness thing, isn't it? I sometimes go like my mm-hmm. my oh. I, I'm actually so self-aware that I get, kind of go, right, okay, this inner Margaret, which is like, it's got a name and it's talking and so it's not me talking. It's just, mm-hmm. it's the voice talking. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to shut my mind off for a bit. I'm going to watch something senseless and I'm not going to think today mm. because otherwise mm-hmm. this inner person <laughs> that's telling me that I'm no good and, uh, you know, everyone else is doing really well. And Ellis O'Connor's always out there chaff. All of this nonsense um, that you tell yourself, don't it's you? It's all nonsense. Isn't it? Yeah. Isn't it? Um, mm-hmm. Otherwise, that'll just mm-hmm. take over. And so I've learned that actually on those days that that happens or those moments that happens, just just back off. Just take a break from it all. Do what you need to do. Go for a walk. Um, go for a swim. Do do whatever it is. And then you come back tomorrow and you're, oh, yeah, I'm strong again. Um, but you need to learn how to deal mm-hmm. with that, don't you? Yeah, I think you need to do the inner work to then realise that about yourself, definitely. Because I remember before I can so easily, because there's so much noise on social media, it's constant. And there's so many creatives and artists out there. Like, definitely when I was in an unkind place in my head to myself, like when I wasn't in a good headspace, um, I could so easily then see other artists doing really well and being successful or doing different projects and seeing that as like competition and almost like being like, yeah, like being a bit jealous or being like, oh, that's, you know, but then that's literally no reflection on my journey at all. Like, and that only shows that I was thinking that about other artists because I wasn't in a good headspace myself. Or I wasn't being kind to myself. And now that I'm a lot more kinder to myself and I've got a lot more acceptance for myself and my own journey. When I see other artists doing other things, I'm like, that's brilliant. Good for them. Because it doesn't, everyone's journey is completely different. And there's plenty of artists to go around. Like we need as many artists and creatives as possible more than ever, if I'm honest. So I don't see other artists as a threat. Like I'm not in competition with anyone else apart from myself. I just want to be more of a truer growing version of myself than like last year. That's all it is. Um, and I think that when people are operating from that like more negative um, inward way, then they can so easily jump to that and seeing other people as competition. But we really aren't like it's just so much easier if you could just be like, oh, that's brilliant. They're off on their travels or they've won that award. Like, that's great. But it doesn't minimize your experience or it doesn't minimize your success because it's a completely different road that you're on anyway. Mm-hmm. It starts with um, 
it starts with that, yeah, not being in the right place yourself, doesn't it? I think when you're in a solid place and you're Yeah, it's you, all from within. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Then you're then you're much more likely to support mm-hmm. and congratulate and uplift other people and, and, and then it's just it's a, it's a good place to be. So um yeah, it's it's quite an mm-hmm. interest interesting discussion that, isn't it? Yeah, I could go on about that for ages. I, I, I know. And it's actually it's I think it's something that that people battle with quite a lot actually and you know it's um it, it would be nice it's it's nice to hear of other people supporting other other people and across the creative it doesn't really matter what what sort of um creative you are but i think it's natural as mm-hmm. a photographer to look at other photographers saying i often look at when mm-hmm. i'm in a bad place i look at them um my big thing is uh, oh they're able to um, they're everywhere. They were always on uh, Instagram doing this, always doing videos. How do they manage to do it all? Because I get a bit tired sometimes, and, and that's my big thing. Mm-hmm. But actually, they're probably not. They're probably probably other people are looking at me saying, "How is she managing to keep up with the podcast and the, you know, all the videos mm-hmm. as well as running workshops?" So you know, it's it's all um, you've got to get it in perspective, don't you? Yeah, and you just need to do it, do what feels right for you and be authentic to yourself because also is it healthy to be everywhere and to be on social media all the time and doing all these things? It's not healthy and I know that and I take breaks from it now and then because I think that the noise is far too much sometimes and I'm so grateful for the platform to be able to share my work and travels and paintings with, with, a, with a lovely supportive audience and I always will because I think it's such an important platform to have. But I also would hope that people that follow my journey or my paintings value the fact that I'm also being authentic, that I'm not just going to keep churning out paintings from a place of obligation, because that's not true. It's not true to myself or my journey, and it's not a true reflection of how art's made either. Like, I want to be able to show that it's coming from a place of stillness and peace, because I want to create, as opposed to feeling like I need to keep up with uh, keeping up with what like I don't understand what that means um because that's a bottomless pit and it's exhausting as well didn't you stay was it this summer last summer did you stay on the chance yeah I was there for two weeks last summer yeah I was just going to ask you about it actually because I I uh, um I've, I've been to the chance once but only just like docked around around it um, so I was just intrigued mm. by the fact I was intrigued by the fact that you stayed there and I didn't think anybody could stay there yeah, it was, um, I had heard about the guy who's like taking custodianship of the islands. And um, I just, I had like rough plans for last summer, but I'd basically like taken off in my van in the May and then just thought, no idea what the summer is going to bring, but I'm just going to try and be as free as possible. Um, but I had like a little rough, little rough plans for some of the months, um, just depending on the weather and stuff um, and I knew I really wanted to go there because I wanted to have the experience of being completely alone without any social media or anything for two whole weeks and if I'm honest I could have done it for a lot longer because I just loved it um, and I just felt so confident and resilient in myself and I remember getting dropped off and realizing that you did have like 4g on the island and I was like I can't handle this I just don't want to deal with it so I just had my phone in flight mode for like two months it's sorry two weeks um because I just didn't I thought that if I was still updating in real time it would just take from that experience of just being completely away from that world of noise that's a lot of us 
I don't this is really hard to put into words but a lot of it it's not even real it's just this this online world that I think we put so much energy into which can also take away from our real experience of actually making things and being in the present moment um and it's just an ongoing balance Margaret because honestly like I think I maybe I'll never get that balance um because it's Sometimes I use it maybe too much. And then I realise when it's had an impact on my mental health as well. Um, yeah, it's a tricky one, isn't it? I, I understand that because I sometimes go to, when I go out to Harris or Lewis, um, I, I park my van sometimes where I know there's no signal. And and yeah. I have been disappointed a couple of times when I've got there, just like, the signal's got better. So I'll put it, I'll do what you do and I'll put it into into flight mode because there's something about that, isn't there? You can't replicate that that feeling of like, like there's nobody's going to contact me. I can't. And it's self-imposed, isn't it, this social media thing? It's self-imposed. We need to just step away sometimes um, and, and not, not have that connectivity and, uh, the only way to do that now is to be in flight mode. <laughs> so I do get that. And I do, yeah, I do, I do understand what you're saying there. I don't know that there's anybody um, listening that would understand that, but it would be interesting to see if anybody else does that, just has that complete break um, from, from noise, from, from noise. But see on the, on the chance then, did you just literally have to survive for two weeks? Did you just take all the food and everything that you needed for two weeks? I just took a couple of bags of food, like fresh stuff and pasta and noodles and all that stuff. Um, and I got a little boat out there. And then I remember uh, when I was there, I just bought one of those, you know, like a tiny little Nokia phone. It's like the little £10 ones. Um, the battery on them is absolutely amazing. So I just took that out. And then I thought, right, if my phone's going to be on flight mode, like that's the annoying thing about when you have an iPhone or like a smartphone, when you take that off of flight mode, everything comes through. You can't just have text messages. So I obviously wanted to keep in touch with my mum because my mum was like, oh my God, will you just keep in touch with me? Like freaking out, obviously. And I was like, that's fine. I'll get a tiny little Nokia and I'll have your number in it and the boat, like the guy who took me out on the boat, that's it. They're the only people I need to keep in touch with. And that was Oh, so good because then it meant I had my iPhone for photographs and stuff like I wanted to document a lot especially of the big skies just to remind myself of them for my work um but yeah I just had this little Nokia and it was so good because I just turned it on now and then and I knew that the only thing I would get through would be a text I'm like that's fine that's not that noisy and it had snake on it as well so if I was like that bored I would have been able to play snake but like I just thought oh my God, like, it just seems so, like, hilarious that, like, we've got all of, we've got all this noise and we've got literally the world at our fingertips, but sometimes the most liberating thing and the most, the thing that we need the most is just to, like, disconnect from all of it. And it's so hard, also, sorry to go on a bit, but it's hard for me to articulate that because I'm ever grateful for Instagram, for example, or social media because it's given me, um, the audience to be able to make a living from my art and to be able to sell my work worldwide um and I'll always use that but I'm much more aware of how I use it now I think that's what's important and I don't need to be sharing every day um because I need to have boundaries for myself yeah yeah it's, it's really important and I think that's um that's it's a really good message that disconnect just disconnect sometimes and and it's okay to do that and it's good for you isn't it so 
Um, yeah, so I know we haven't we haven't talked about your art, but it's it's kind of like um, it's just been lovely to talk about your life, and and I think that people can go and on to Instagram. You're just Ellis O'Connor on Instagram, aren't you? Just my name, and then my website's ellisoconnor.com, so it's easy enough to find it. But again, I like I, you know it's all connected as well, isn't it? Like I've not spoken loads about my art, but speaking about my experience and my travels and more self-awareness things like that's all connected um and I think that's what people can resonate with which is which I find really exciting I find these conversations really uh, really interesting and more um yeah that they're, they're just they're just great to have and it's great to find like-minded people that we can actually can chat with so it's it's been lovely to have you on um what's next for you then are you um what you what you're up to at the moment well <laughs> I was so, I literally, uh, two months ago, um, have just, after quite a long time of searching, have bought my first home on the Isle of Skye. Um, so that has been like a huge learning curve because I've never done this before. I'm still in shock that it's happened, if I'm honest. And I feel so grateful for this. Um, but that has taken up a lot of like life admin, really. There's been a lot of, there's not been as much painting going on because it's just been like buying a house is quite intense and I feel so grateful for it. But it's also like it's all like uncharted waters for me, basically. Um, but I'm going to kind of be slowly settling into here and just doing little things and kind of setting up a life here that is true for me. Um but I'm not going to have lots of time to sell in until the winter, really, because I'm heading up to Svalbard in like two weeks time um where I'll be for about three and a half weeks sailing around the archipelago of Svalbard and the high arctic um so that's something that the timing of it is interesting but it was postponed from last year so I'm just excited that it's finally going ahead that's amazing it sounds incredible and you're you're starting to uh, run some retreats is that right yeah I feel like really passionate about women's work actually um And when I say women's work, I just absolutely love bringing women together and allowing each other to connect through our very real um, human experiences. We all seem to end up having like these connections or similar experiences that we can then resonate with one another um, or resonate in each other's experience. So I love um, uh, like I get it a lot from doing art workshops. I love running art workshops, especially out in the landscape, because I find that really mindful and really empowering for people as well because it's so vulnerable to do that and it then breeds this amazing connection with others um but I want to do more retreats in terms of um like art and like meditation or art and mindfulness because it's again it's all connected and I'm so passionate about it so I just love connection more than ever fabulous that's that just that just sums it all up doesn't it really so i'm just i will be watching and seeing where you go um just been an absolute pleasure to talk to you uh, so thank you so much oh thanks margaret yeah thanks for having me on <laughs>